Hello and welcome to the Masters Swimming Podcast. And we are back with the first episode of 2023 after a nice little Christmas break. Uh, and we're raring to go with more weekly episodes. Uh, so joining me today uh, is Beth Hogg, Kath Tunnicliffe and John Wood. So Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, so how was your Christmas, Kath? Uh, and also, how's the recovery going from your uh, surgery? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm had a really, really lovely time and um, I managed to get away for New Year. We've been to Tenby, just got back today. Um, and that was a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of fun. We had uh, a few people down there with us and uh, a dog. And uh, I just, I I kind of almost feel I'm, uh, I'm a snail crawling out of the shell and beginning to make my body work again because it's a funny kind of transition um, going through what I suppose is major surgery, uh, which I've never really experienced. Well, not for this part of my life anyway. Um, and yes, I'm, 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 I'm walking and I'm beginning to walk independently. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. I'm really glad. And uh, and Beth, you, you've started 2023 in the best possible way. Uh, you're out in Lanzarote at Club La Santa. You, you sent me a picture earlier, and the weather looked absolutely bliss. Um, how long are you out there for? And um, what's what's the training schedule looking like? So we arrived today. So my flight. So I arrived. Me and my parents arrived on different flights because obviously they're up in Newcastle and Manchester. Um, so yeah, I was up from like three thirty this morning. <laughs> Um, but it's been like bliss, like, and um, we're next door neighbours with the veals, so that's nice. really funny. So cool. they're all, we're all together. Um, but yeah, I'm there for ten ten nights, so we're there until we're here until next Sunday, which is really good. Amazing. And are you like training like pretty much every day? Um, I think I'm going to be like careful with it because you know it's very easy to overtrain, um, very hard to overcover. Lots of people tell me this all the time. And I think that's like my New Year's resolution is to like more recovery and like quality training instead of like survival training. So hopefully like a bit of everything, a bit of relaxing as well, which will be good. Perfect. Uh, and happy new, uh, new Year to you too, John. Um, so yeah, Sally, you're, you're with me in uh, in rainy England. Um, yes. Well, like me and Kath. Um, but listen, you know, it's a new year and it's another chance to, uh, you know, to set some positive goals and, um well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, you, yeah, you said before sure. on this show that having a break can be just as important as the actual training itself. And in the context of like feeling inspirational and motivated, all that kind of stuff, has the break over Christmas given you the urge to kind of get back to it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I swim, as I said last time, I swim with a club that is a, a junior club. So from, and, and they swim at a school. So between the, was it the 21st and then last night we haven't had any club swimming so basically two weeks um and that's quite nice it's nice to have the time out of the water um it's frustrating because i don't know whether any of you guys are doing it but i'm swimming county champs over the next sort of three or four weeks um so two weeks out of the water is not necessarily what you want but it's nice to not worry about things and i had a really quiet christmas i went and spent it with my partner in south london um i've got a pure gym membership so i went I did my normal gym set, gym uh, routine Monday, Wednesday, Friday last week, um, which was nice. Um, and it was quiet last week, a little bit different this week. Um, <laughs> um, but it, 
it's not uh, for, for me it was nice to have the break from swimming but also still maintain some sense of routine um i always run on christmas day because everybody out is in a good mood and it's always nice running past people with smiles on their face often with christmas hats on or or, or various and obviously everyone's got their own thing so you like i always say hi when i'm running past people because i'm friendly and you know it doesn't it's nothing more than that and sometimes it can make people's day but some people don't want to respond and that's fair enough but on christmas day everyone responds mm-hmm. everyone's happy everybody's smiling so i don't train because or i don't run on christmas day because it's training i run because it's good for me to get out of the house it's good for my brain but it's also just happy um but yeah coming back this week i did two public sessions monday and tuesday monday was empty and that was great tuesday was battling with some um numpties doing some head up breaststroke in the fast lane so you know them's the breaks you, you got you got the best of both worlds uh sorry the the, the two extremes should i say not yeah, the best absolutely both. um but uh no well that sounds good and uh, you know glad you're back on it and um yes yeah so let's talk let's talk about goal setting then so Obviously, yeah. you know, all you guys feel feel free to kind of think differently. But the, the way I always think about goals, obviously not just with swimming, but generally, um, is there's kind of two two levels of goals. You've got your macro goals and then you've got your micro goals. So for me with swimming, I've got my macro ones that are looking at all my goals for the year. So what do I want to kind of achieve this year? That's like times, it's um, my training schedule, it's all things like that. And then there's the micro. And so for me, I've already kind of earmarked what my first competition is going to be this year. And it's in 14 weeks time. So my micro is now looking at what does the next 14 weeks look like before my first competition. Um, Beth, would you say you're similar in the in the mindset there at the kind of macro and micro level? Yeah, um, not really much more detailed. And I don't have a huge amount of experience setting goals but yeah I have like big goals and then like I just break the big goal down into smaller goals and then kind of go from there um yeah in all aspects of life it tends to work <laughs> yeah yeah no it makes sense so thinking about the micro then I mean you're you're at Club Santa this uh well this week for the next 10 days so I guess from a micro level that's probably that's the first thing you're thinking of right like what do the next 10 days look like yeah so I think like things to focus on that I've really thought about it's like nothing really time focused because I was really ill before Christmas I mean everyone heard that on the podcast um yeah I had really really bad flu so it's just getting a feel for the water again and um doing some like quality drilling and really working like on underwater because that is where I struggle a lot of the time my swim speed is really fast I lose it on turns so that's good for short course swimming and then also like in Club Santo, it's all long course so kind of sets you up really well for like the long course season so just like little kind of tweaks and got some new fins for Christmas so I'm trying them out as well that sounds great yeah Uh, and Kath I mean you you know you've got some really clear goals I would imagine this year it's you know oh right you think so I think I mean I mean (laughs) I'm gonna blow you out the water with that one then I I mean I I would imagine getting back in the water is um, no, do you know what? And uh, it's, it's ever so interesting. Um, this is a question. And uh, I was talking to my partner earlier today, and I said, "I've just, I've just gone to a different place, one hundred percent." Because if you had asked me, I've been swimming. I will have been swimming masters swimming for twenty five years, and I would say that anybody who knows me really well will know how specifically targeted I am and focused. So you know, around January, it's all there. You know, it's all. Um, 
committed to and and that's who I am you know it just uh, permeates through my blood and my cells and there's something about um this experience and I I, I can only really go back to to um you know 30 odd years ago when I had quite a, a nasty accident to ever experience anything like that because it kind of it kind of just it whisks you away. It's like you've been in one of these films and you've suddenly arrived somewhere completely differently. Because um, you you and, and and you've been going along all right because I was swimming in a fashion and it was a fashion right up till the operation. Um, it was becoming more and more uh, debil- debilitating to do it, but I did keep going. Um, and I certainly kept some um, exercise and, and weights going, so I, I, I wasn't, uh, I didn't lay off at any point. Um, but no, I've been whisked into this altered uh, universe, and now I, I look no further ahead than every day. I, I, I don't even look really at the day. I'm really in the present, really in the present. It was Helen Gorman who said um, on one of the uh, Facebook. Um, post you know what oh so what are you going to do this year kind of thing and I said look Ellen I'm not in that place Mm. um and I said how much I was enjoying my progress and how much I really I mean I walked on the beach at Tembe and just thought I was in heaven (laughs) I mean I had well I did I honestly did because um I walked it was a long way and I did it and didn't harm myself in any way and just felt great because I didn't have any preconceived ideas and I think that's I'm not putting something out there and trying to reach it I'm just listening I guess hopefully to my body and just doing what appears to be uh, I'm being allowed to do I'm not in the driving seat right at this minute and I think that's the way it's going to stay I mean I'm only just over four weeks from from my operation um, so I don't know what I'm supposed to be like at this stage, but, you know, I am who I am and it looks all right to me. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go there, um, although I, I'm more than happy to say those kind of things over the hill. I can see over the hill and there is a possibility um, that there is, well, not only a possibility, there's a distinct um I'm distinctly positive about getting back into the pool and doing incredibly well, but I can't hold it in my hand at the moment. It's it's just there are too many things that I have to overcome um, before that. I mean, I'm not even driving, so the idea of, of doing anything, you know, and I won't be driving um, possibly. I mean, it's got to be checked over, but for another couple of weeks yet. So... You know, I'm in a really difficult, different place, but I'm okay. I'm really happy and I'm really different. Yeah. Well, that that is, I'm really glad you said that, actually. And and I think for the situation that you're in, you've probably, you've probably got it absolutely spot on there. Don't, don't even worry about setting yourself goals at this moment. And, and like you say, just enjoy each day and live each day and, and just, yeah, wake up in the morning and think, how can I have some fun today? And, 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 you know, along with that, the byproduct will be that you, your recovery gets better and better. So that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. And, um, and John, going back to that kind of micro macro level, um, level of things, would, I mean, do, would you say that they're as important as each other because they kind of feed into each other or, or would you actually say one is more important than the other? So I'm going to say both. I'm going to say both. Uh, I think it's really important 
important to remember that any goal that you set is less about the goal itself and more about getting your ass in gear and get moving. So, I mean, what Kath said about listening to her body and being aware of her body is exactly right. Before you set, or I suppose as you're setting any goals, but before you set any goals, you have to be appreciative of where you are, where both physically and mentally. Now, you might have been out of the water, you know, whether it's flu, like Beth said previous, or, or having had the operation that Kath said, or even just having had a couple of weeks out of the water po- post-Christmas. Or, you, you know, things might be changing all the time. But if you know where you are, you can start plotting in those micro goals, as you put it, to, to they're almost your stepping stones towards the bigger goal. You know, you could, anyone could say, right, I want to swim a 50 second, 100 freestyle. Very few people are going to actually make that. You know, you have even very few of the pro swimmers are making that. Well, I say very few, but relatively few of the, of the pro swimmers are making that. But it's then going, right, okay, as you said, what are the micro goals to get me there? Well, if I'm only swimming three times a week, there's no way you're going to get to 50 seconds. So it's, can you do five, six, seven, eight sessions? Can you build up to that? Can you do the gym work that's required? Etc. Etc. So that big goal, it, it could be as big as you like. I mean, you, people talk about smart goals. You know, they've got to be specific and they've got to be attainable. They do to a certain extent, but that's more the the measurable goals, the the little ones along the way that you can go right. These are these are the, the steps that I can take along the way, and they're getting you moving, and they're getting you out the door, and they're getting you in the pool, or they're getting you in the gym, or whatever it is. So. Yeah, I think the little ones are the important ones to hit, I suppose. But the big one is important because that's what sets your, your mind on fire. That's what gets your heart racing. Yeah, no, definitely go for it, Kath. Yeah, I was just kind of, I kind of wonder whether in the past I've, I've set myself a big goal, or at least I think it is, and then... I enjoy the journey of making the bits up to get there. So what I'm thinking is the micro is just because you, like, engage your head and your head says, really, are you really thinking that you're going to do this? And it's like you've set yourself something that worries you because I think if you're not comfortable, if you're uncomfortable, you haven't set yourself a, 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 a proper goal because it's got to be uncomfortable. You've got to know you're challenged and you're not going to walk into it. Otherwise, it's not a... It's not a goal. So that uncomfortable about makes your head start working out how the heck you're going to do it. And that's where I think, yeah, micro goals. But to me, it's like the pathway, mm. the micro goals are the pathway to 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 improve enough to get to that bigger goal. And I'm guessing that because what I'm thinking all the time here is that some guys are in this situation where they've got a coach, they've got a group, they've got a session, and I don't know how much they're in control of the finer details of all that. Because I know at one point I used to um, train with a tri-club, and what they did and what I wanted to do were in in a million miles from each other. Um, But so really, and I had to separate quite often in order to keep myself on track to the kind of things I needed to do. I mean, they were doing like 1,500 metre swims when I was going to go and do a 50 metre sprint at the weekend sort of thing. So it wasn't wasn't relevant at all. Um, So I just just think like you've got to get out there and find something that you mean is really important to you. Mm. Um, 
which is and then and then work on how you do it you know and i don't know whether it's as personal for everybody else as it is for me it's certainly incredibly personal for me and like um you know it's like a challenge and uh, um it's mentally and physically going to challenge me because i'm going to mentally have to figure out how the heck i can get there and physically obviously put the things into place to do it i think yeah. that's really yeah, absolutely. And I think that why that you mentioned is one of the most important things about any goal, because we all go, right, I want to swim a particular time or, you know, to take Beth, for instance, being in Lanzarote, people go, right, well, I want to do X amount of metres or X amount of hours because I'm out here. Well, why do you want to do that? Mm. You know, and, 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 and that why is not just, well, because I want to get faster. You know, what are those pressures that are making you want to go faster? You know, it's it's all very well and good saying you want to get quicker, but what is driving you? Because, again, when you've got those processes in mind, when you've worked out, as Cass said, how the hell you're going to get to that goal, what is going to get you out of the door in the morning? If you're going, well, I just want to be quicker, that is not going to work when it's 5 o'clock in the morning, it's snowing or it's peeing down rain, and you just think, you know what, I could do with an extra hour and a half in bed. You know, if you know what your why is, if you've got a proper strong enough why, I'm not going to say it's going to get you to your goal, but it's going to help you do those processes and, and do those things that you plan out along the way. And so that that why is as as important as your, your goal itself. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. Go on then, Kath. Well, I, just, I, just, I just wanted to come back with John because he, he hit something I think is incredibly important and I've used it with somebody in the club or I hope I'm using it with somebody in the club. And that is that, like, if, you, if you're at the stage where you're struggling to kind of get in the pool enough, or in this case, get in there and do quality work and not really, you know, keep yourself in a low gear, then it is the lack of a, of a, a goal, I would say, because you're letting the minor trivialities that we all and the little voice if you like that's going to bug you and tell you not to go and get wet or not to put your heart rate to any great uh, excessive you're going to let that one completely rule the day whereas if you've got something in your head that says in this case it's my friend claire and i said 45 claire which is just a time for a 50 meter breaststroke and she's been out of the water for some years and because she needs to kind of come away from, I don't know whether I want to push myself. I don't know whether I want to swim more than like once a, once a week or, you know, something very um, not, not not regular enough to, to really achieve anything uh, substantial. So, you know, you just have got to put something in there, haven't you, to get your backside into gear because it's just not going to do it and the bugs in your head are going to win the day, aren't they? Every time, because um, I don't know whether you, as younger masters, um, understand uh, this kind of shall I shan't I be bothered, you know? But you know, overcoming these little voices and the uh, micro ideas that you don't want to be bothered is a massive part, isn't mm -hmm. it? Of getting on top of getting smart and getting engaged and getting so you're really purposeful. It's massive. 
So I've literally just had a conversation with one of my clients, one of my athletes that I coach, and she's an incredibly talented athlete. Um, she's raced as a, a, a triathlon and duathlon at uh, age group level. Um, and she's saying to me, you know, sometimes wouldn't it be easier if I just didn't do all this sport? I was like, well, you don't have to do all of this. You know, she she wants to run a particular time and a half marathon to get good for age. And she wants to uh, be able to race well at age groups again this year. I said, you don't have to do any of this training. You get to do it. You choose to do it. You don't have to do these races. You you want to do these races. So again, it's that why. And she's, she's not even 30. I don't think off the top of my head. Um, so, you, you know, you say about having these voices in her head, she doesn't have any issue with going and doing the training, but she then almost, I'm not going to say she resents it, but there's this kind of, why am I doing this? Mm. Okay. And, and and like I said, she is an incredibly good athlete. Mm. And it, and it, and even, even then, you know, like you, you said, I don't know whether younger athletes would understand this. I think, the the pressures on the brain might be slightly different and maybe the pressures or what the pressures are on, whether it's one session a week or are these sessions worth it, are slightly different. But I think the the mental battle is very much the same. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And Beth, I want to bring you in now because um, just think about what John said there. You've been quite open in the past about how a big goal for you is just enjoying it again. So I would, that's what I was going to ask you next, really, is in terms of your goals. And I know you said you haven't got a lot of experience in setting goals, but is your goal primarily to enjoy it or do you have some more specific goals in terms of like races and times? I think it's more like being able, I think I do enjoy it now. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the training. I enjoy competing. That is like, that's set. But now it's like the mindset switch that I need to do it's kind of like I'll get to I'll train really really hard and really really well um, and I'll do everything that I am asked and I'll tweak everything and then I'll get on the blocks on a competition and I just will not swim how I want to swim or how I imagine myself to swim so it's just like getting that going through the process of like improving that that, uh, mindset in racing because I think I think I am hindered by a little voice. It's probably actually quite a big voice that is like, will I ever, ever be as good as I could be? Will I ever like live up to what I used to be like as a kid? Like, will I ever be that good again? Will I be better? All of those like questions and all that like animosity. It's like, it still comes back and like, I'm like behind the blocks and it's almost like not a flashback, but you're like, oh God, like what's going to go? What's going to happen? Yeah, so, so so I've got two kind of follow-up questions into that. W- w- one is... I just um, ask... Sorry, I was just going to ask, does it matter, Beth? No. <laughs> and and this is the... Th- this, I think that in amongst everything else is the big thing to remember. None yeah. of this matters. We are not... Well, even for the pro athletes, if you yeah. win an Olympic medal, does it matter? Yeah. It is your life's work, but it doesn't make you any more or any less of a person. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's just like being able to kind of accept that is like, and managing expectation is like quite a hard thing to do for me. 100%. And like, I just have to get used to it. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. That's all right. Uh, but Beth, I'm really interested to know um, because I bet there are loads of people listening to this who may, who may have either gone through what you've gone through or might be going through it in terms of that wanting to really love it and and they kind of know it's good for them so they keep swimming they've been swimming for years so why would you stop but maybe they're just going through that lull with it it 
was there anything in particular that you did to get you to this place now? Was it was it just keep going and then one day it will click or were there certain things that you put in place? I I think I think swimming at uni made me kind of and like know that it's like there's good people in swimming, like unlike kind of what I thought when I was younger. Um, and then I think the social, I think the people kept me there. Um, I think the people took me there now. I mean, I'm really, really lucky to have, I think if I'd, I think I would have made friends wherever I'd gone, but I think I've just been so lucky to have like some of my like best friends now coming from Trafford, which yeah. is like amazing. And I think I just like, I think it's the social connection, like got me back into it. And they're so nice. And like, like, like my two best like girlfriends from there, they, um, they're so supportive and they know what I'm going through because they've also gone through it and they're just, they're just like insane. And they're just like, really, they really help. And now it's kind of like, I want to get better and they want me to get better. And it's kind of like. It's a good environment, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm just in a completely different environment. And for me, that is what has made the difference. So I think if I'd been in like a less toxic environment as a kid, I might've stayed in, Mm. um, but it was it was hard at the start. It was, but it was like ultimately, I think for me, down to the people that got me back into it. Which That's really great. good to know. And just to uh, you know, just to, on the complete opposite end of the scale, there for me. So I've said this before. I'm, I'm moving house. I'm moving house next week. Uh, relocating back to Derbyshire. So I was looking for a new club. But I've actually decided, and I decided this over Christmas, that I've got some quite specific goals uh, in terms of I'm going to do just do two two strokes, four different races all year. So I'm going to do 50 free, 100 free, 50 fly, 100 fly. I'm going to just really focus on them this year. Um, that doesn't mean I'm disregarding everything else forever. It's just this year. Um, and because I want to train specifically for those events this goes back to what kath was saying a minute ago about training with a tri club where you might you might want to be training a 53 but actually they're getting getting you doing a 1500 in training you just sort of think well this doesn't correlate so for me i'm going to go and train on my own and i've written myself like several several sessions that i'm going to do on repeat um that are all really targeted to those events so i'm actually going to take myself away from that club environment and away from the people just in the short term to -hmm. see if i can achieve those goals so it's just interesting that we have different perspectives um but but kath one thing i'd really like to know with you because obviously going what you're going through right now yeah when when you come to setting goals you know we have to put contingencies in place don't we because things happen life happens we're adults we've got Um, jobs injuries injuries can happen and you know i sort of talk about injury i know you're it's not really an injury you're going through recovery from surgery but how important do you think contingencies are to making sure that you know you know what life it's just uh corresponds 100 with life none of us quite know what life is going to bring so get used to it uncertainty get used to it now my Thought pattern is always positivity big time, you know, because if you don't start off thinking you're going to smash it, then you certainly ain't going to smash it, are you? So, you know, and then... I think you can. You, if you think you can't, you won't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's you've got to put your, uh, your thoughts right up there, right up there, and then, yeah, stuff happens, and that's the like the minor goal setting. I mean... Last year, oh my gosh! I mean, how long, how long you got? So I decide last year I'm going to do all 22 Staffordshire records, and I go to Carlisle, which is like I think the 11th of February, right? Now, unbeknown to me, 
because uh, there were a couple of mates who were with me at the time, but I was actually pretty heavily affected with a chest infection, right? And only, and I did on the Friday at a 400 IM. I, to this day, don't know how I did that, all right? Now, I'm not a long-distance, you know, I am a sprinter. And then, blow me, if I didn't on the Saturday, go in to attempt to do a 200 butterfly, right? And actually, for the first time in my entire career, that's uh, five years as a kid back in the day and another 25 on top, I stopped. I stopped in the third length. And I'll tell you why. Because the very sensible little voice came through and said, I think it's going to kill you, Kath. <laughs> and I immediately said to myself, oh, no, it's not. You know, we're thinking, this is worth this. And stopped. And, like, I have never, as I said, done that in my life. But what a good thing to happen, you know. I was, But then... So that's the start of it. So that's like you've set yourself. You go. You, oh, you're just going to Carlisle, which is a heck of a way anyway. You're going to do a 400 IM. You're going to do a 200 butterfly. And guess what? I was going to do a 200 breaststroke, which I actually did later. So I did that and then got on the train and went home and then was promptly ill and ended up in front of the doctor. Fine. Okay. Now we've got to replan all that. And I think it was a good seven months later. I think it was seven months later, and I went to Barnet Copnell. And the, and it's again, it's a long way for me, but with one event, right? A 200 butterfly, you know. And it was just, and unfortunately, the some of what I set myself, and this is where I'm not like likely to want to do this again, the, the 22 events, I ended up just getting them done. And I'm not quite sure how much fun I found that in the end, just getting it done. And so um, there wasn't anything very pretty about it at all. And But I wasn't going to – I was going to have to find a way. I was just going to have to find how I could get it done. Mm. Um, so I think – what are we talking about here? We're talking about just – Contingencies. Yeah, and, 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 and working around the problem and finding, you know – Plan X, Plan B. It doesn't matter how many plans you have to get, do you? you just got to find the one that mm. gets you where you where you're going to go. Yeah, and get it done. that's a good point. So, so John, something else that kind of comes with contingencies is like checking points. So. If you think about the kind of macro goal setting, also the micro to an extent, but the macro especially, if you've got goals for the year that you want to achieve. You know, do you, do you believe it's important to chuck in some checking points every month, every quarter to see how you're getting on? Because then actually you can reevaluate those goals if you don't think you're going to make it or actually if you achieve them faster than you think. Absolutely. Um, and it depends on obviously what your goals are. Uh, they might be milestones because you are trying to get to a time uh, at which point, let's say, pick pick something like an 800 or a 400 where you might have a, a bigger chunk of time to to, to knock off. And obviously the, there are fewer events where you can do fours and eights. But if you're looking to knock off, I don't know, 20 seconds, 25 seconds over 800, you might go, okay, well, my big event is nationals or short course nationals in, in um, October. Okay, so you've got eight, nine months, but you could enter three or four, 400s between now and then and they might either be practice so you're setting out strategies in your head so that even if you don't necessarily swim quicker or, or get closer to your target 
you've got that as a, an idea that you can change your strategy because you know obviously some people are used to going out hard and blowing up and therefore finishing slowly or equally some people are very used to swimming very slow and almost very slow very easy and almost not going out not putting in coming to the end of their race and feeling like they could have gone faster so some of those process goals or those mini stepping stones or even check-ins are less about um, the end goal in terms of time. But again, it's about the process of doing it, learning how to do things slightly differently. Um, you know, it's going and racing is there as a, as a competition in itself, but it can also be a learning thing. Like we talked about when I was on before Christmas, whenever it was there, we're all learning all the time. And like I said, that gives you then contingency to either go right. Okay. At the end of this, I want to be going even quicker. Or, you know what, actually, that was probably a little bit too ambitious and actually might almost subdivide that big goal up and go, right, well, I should be able to do X. That's my A goal, if you like. My B goal or my silver target, if you like, is to go, right, okay, well, I'm going to go that, but I think I could reach this. And then if everything goes really, really well, I've got my gold A-star standard time that's going to be like if everything goes well and that's maybe where you build your contingency in is that you build in levels you know you've got options at what you could hit you know or if everything goes really well or you know if you get a little bit of extra help or you make a massive breakthrough yeah no i think that's a really good point and i, I like that you mentioned process goals as well because they're things that you're more in control of of course if you've got goals of times that you want to achieve you're in control of obviously mm. getting sharp, getting fit, getting mm. fast, but you can actually achieve the process goals. Mm. Whereas sometimes it does come to chance a little bit on a race day. And yeah. so, for, like for me, talking about check-ins and stuff, I, I've, you know, I've got I've got some goals for the year in terms of times that I want to achieve. But actually, the thing that I'm more interested in is the process. So for me, it's my um, aim once we've moved houses to do three swims a week and three gyms a week. And what I'm going to do is every month I'm going to look at that and say is this work? Am I able to achieve that many sessions a week? If I'm not, why is that? Is it because I can't be bothered or is it because actually there are things in my life that are stopping me doing that? In which case, shall I change the training days? You know, and it's those check-ins that are going to hopefully keep me on track with the sessions. And then the byproduct of that will be that hopefully I achieve the times that I want to achieve because I've, I've kind of managed to, to do the process, uh, which is what I wanted to try and achieve. Go on, Kath. Yeah, I, I'm going to come back. Onto this process goal, because I'm going to talk about the ageing athlete now. And I'm going to say that if you get to a certain age and then you are too time orientated, then you're going to struggle as a master swimmer because the challenge, and it's difficult to nail exactly when this will happen, and it's it will be different for a lot of people, but the challenge is... Um, slowing up with everybody else around you. Now, I, I had to think a little bit about that before I said it because slowing up becomes, and I'm struggling with this because it's not an easy thing really for me to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. Slowing up is the inevitability of what you're facing and coping with it mentally is incredibly difficult. And I know that not 
you can tell from my own voice, but I know that obviously from the compatriots I've got in the swimming uh, fraternity who are in my kind of era, if you like, or generational. Um, now, process, therefore, is very important. And one of the things that I realised and I am able to use very usefully is that, and I kind of almost swear at myself when I do this, um, is so there's some bleep, bleep, bleeps coming in here because I'll look at the clock and I'll think, not probably the most positive thought, but then I'll think, what the bloody bloody blah hell else were you supposed to do? So in other words, I look at Boswin, a bit like Beth saying she was a, she's sometimes a bit disappointed with some of uh, uh, the techniques or something she's using in a in a sprint race or a, a competitive race. I, I can't think of much that went wrong the way I started, turned, et cetera, et cetera. And also my heart is, you know, and my lungs are about right, you know, at the top of my throat and there's nothing more left in my body and, you know, it's all out there. And I just don't know what else I can do. So there's that kind of coming to terms with the fact you've given it absolutely everything you can and that's the best you can absolutely do. And yet it's slower than... You did that time last year, you know, and yet it's the very best you can do. And that's a massive challenge in the master's ageing fraternity and one that a lot of people find really struggle to get through that. A lot of people struggle to get through that. But I do think you've got to ask yourself, what else could I do? Mm. What else did I, you know, not try hard enough? Did I, you know, mess up something badly? And if you really can't go there, then your process is spot on and you're doing the very best you can and you've got to recognise it. Otherwise, it's very it's – I I don't see how you're going to survive Masters mm. into the later stages of a Masters yeah. career. And it's a really good point. Yeah, no, thank you for thank you for saying that because there will be lots of other people in a similar boat to you, so thank you. Um, Beth, I'm not going to ask you to actually share any of your – tangible goals that you know I mean feel free to but you don't have to but are, are there any is there anything in particular that you would like to achieve this year that goes beyond that enjoyment part so number of sessions for example or I know you've I know you've recently uh got a new strength coach so have you got any goals there uh yeah just beast it <laughs> get a slight <laughs> strong um just yeah become more powerful I think okay. as a swimmer quite a good 200 400 swimmer and I would I'd like to improve like hundreds and fifties. So I'd like to get more. I'm like very aerobically fit. Um, I just lack speed. Um, so I think just like working on that in the gym and in the pool, um, trying like, and maybe like, yeah, like playing about with kind of sessions to get, so I'm getting like the most out of every session. I'm not just, I'm not tired um, and like prioritizing recovery. Cause I think I'm really um, that was my 2022 goal and it just didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you, um, you yeah, talked like, about your your strength goals in the gym to get more powerful, your recovery, things like that. Are, are you also going to take up a new tactic in terms of like what you enter at races rather than say entering, I don't know, seven things in one day? Are you going to prioritise a few events where you just do the sprints? Yeah, I think maybe less is more. Um, I was kind of annoyed because I was going to swim I was going to swim just before Christmas and then I would have been able to qualify for our county championships. And I'm like really annoyed because I was ill, but um, 
that would have been like a good benchmark to kind of set myself. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, contingency plan. It, life gets in the way. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think it depends. I think I still want to try different events because there's still events that like I haven't done for probably like 13 or 14 years and I, events that I'm quite good at, but I'm scared of. What, what are those events? 200 fly, yeah. um, 200 IM. So I think maybe trying those, I think I'm like we're slowly working myself. I can do the 100 pretty easily for 100 fly and I'd like to try a 200 because I am better at it than the sprint fly, which is kind of really annoying, but also less people enter 200 fly. So Yeah, also- yeah, it's very true. <laughs> no, um, it's not about that. It's about, it's about personal growth and development. It's about the <laughs> No, that sounds good. Um, and, and John, same question to you, really. Again, you don't have to share very specific goals on times or anything, but is there anything you would like to achieve this year? So I'm not entirely sure. I don't know what I'm going to do swim-wise this year yet uh, as a whole. I really enjoyed working towards the Europeans in Rome um, and towards the worlds and Europeans in previous years, obviously the worlds this year are in Japan and haven't been to Korea. I know Japan and Korea definitely aren't the same, but I don't know whether I can justify the money or whether I can actually afford to go all the way out to Japan, having been out East sort of what, three years ago now. Um, and there might, uh, there might be a bit of a, a move at some point in the year as well. So I don't know what swimming I will have available to me you know certainly be would need to change club if i was going to do that so i don't have any proper swimming goals as it were um one of the things i talk about processes i'm trying to bring my cadence up on my freestyle uh, i grew up uh doing 75 to 80k a week uh, and and there was a real um Emphasis on technique. My coach Kevin was a real step before that, and and that's something that I carry through to now. But it means that I still swim a fifty freestyle, and Jez will look at me afterwards and say, "Are you doing another three hundred and fifty after that, or or whatever?" Um, you know, I swim at about sixty strokes a minute, and okay, I'm six foot three, but still, you know, that's over fifty. I, I struggle to get my arms moving. So I'm really working even for a longer distance swim to try and bring my cadence up. Um, and that's, I suppose, is specific. I don't have a number in mind, but I'm trying to do it skill-based and not just get sloppy. Um, I have, for quite a while, I've had a weight target in mind. Um, I like to deadlift. I learned to deadlift about 10 years ago when I was rowing. And over the last probably four years, I had a, head, a target in my mind of about 180 kilos uh, to deadlift. Is that um, for one which, rep? Or? For one rep, yes. One rep. Yeah. Um, partly because it's a nice round number, it's 400 pounds. Uh, partly because at that point it was about double body weight, which would have been quite cool. And also because I read about Steph Curry, the basketball player, when he was suffering a load of ankle injuries, he focused on getting stronger and one of the things he was able to then do was deadlift 400 pounds and I just thought that's quite a cool kind of thing so that's why that was my uh, focus and I got to about 100 I think I topped out at about 172 just before COVID and then and that was when I was at the strongest I've ever been and I was swimming pretty well as well as a result you know I don't want to just be strong for the sake of lifting more Um, but since COVID I've not been able to get back to that kind of level. So 
I haven't got any intermediary goals at the moment for for that, but that's one of the things I'd like to kind of start working back towards. And I know that being 36, I'll be 37 later well, in April. Um, there's probably, I don't know, three or four years before I start really losing muscle mass as, as I get older. So that's yeah, something in there. And then, you know, being the time of year that it is, and um, I don't know whether any of you guys are on Strava, uh, obviously, being working in triathlon, there's seeing lots of people posting Strava data all the year in year in training and all that sort of thing. And one of the things I've got a Coros watch that I wear pretty much all the time, and it monitors sleep. And actually, <clears throat> I wasn't bothered about distances swam or run or anything like that. The interesting thing that it picked up was that I'm getting I can't remember what it was. I think it was about seven point five hours of sleep average a night, which isn't too bad for most adults. But my goal is to try and get, see if I can get up to eight hours a night of sleep. Um, and one of the things I've set myself as a kind of a, a New Year's resolution is just to make sure I read two or three pages of a book a night, and of an actual book rather than sort of e-reading or whatever or on my phone. Um, primarily because it means that I will stop fanning around on my phone. <laughs> um, because if I commit to reading a book. I, I love reading and always have done, but over the last, I don't know, probably, as, I was going to say over the last few years, but probably as an adult, I've not read, read as much as I used to, and that's not because I don't enjoy it. I just haven't prioritised it. And that comes down to some of the things that all three of you have said is about prioritising things. And, and, you know, Joe, you were saying, you know, about whether you make your three sessions of, of each a week. Everything... It, can be a priority if you want it to thing it, we all have time to do various things mm-hmm. if we want to do them yeah. we can see particular people we can go and do various training people say they haven't got time to train for xyz some a lot of people do uh, to a particular point and it's whether you want to whether you choose to prioritize that um and so i'm choosing to prioritize reading but not for reading's sake, I want to enjoy that. And actually, if I do more than read more than a couple of pages, that's great. But more because by reading more, I hope that I will sleep better as well. Sleep more and sleep better. Yeah, go on, Kath. Oh, right. Um, well, I <laughs> Sorry. started off about uh, 30 minutes ago by saying, no, I haven't got any goals. So here goes. I'm going to tell you some goals. <laughs> no, I don't think they are really goals. I think they're dreams, actually, uh, because I can't see the immediate future. So I'm not in a position to be able to um, own uh, what I would like to talk about. But, yeah, I've got dreams. Here they go. I really like to go to Japan because I think that will be amazing. So that's one of the things that I've got on my um, possibility, maybe. Let's see. The other thing is last year I did these 22 uh, Staffordshire records and I said I really didn't get quality swims. And and um, three of the swims I didn't get very good quality was the 100 free, 100 back and a 50 fly. And I really feel there's more in me on those. So I hope that I could do those really well and get close. And I'm I'm only going to say close to what I did last year because I'm frightened to commit myself to something like beating it because I I don't know what I you know what I've got to take into degree with um, aging so I really like to have a crack at those and just compare with myself and what I did last year and then and and this is like let's go for something that 
won't go away until I really trial it out. And that is, I'd like another go at the um, 50 metre back wall British record because um, I was going to do it, hopefully, I was going to have another crack at Derby in the end of December, but obviously circumstances overtook me and I, I never got another go and I felt like I messed up big time in Rome. I won it, but like I messed up big time in getting the British record. So that's not going to go away, that feeling. And so if I got half a chance and I can see that, you know, I have got some speed back after all this unfolds, which is going to be next May at the at the earliest to have any idea whether my, you know, the speed returning to me and I've got something in me. So it's just the possibility of being a possibility at the moment. That sounds brilliant. Um, so I really enjoyed that, by the way. I, I feel a bit more inspired to do some more process goals now. Uh, so I might actually genuinely go away and do that. Um, and I hope that everybody listening to this also feels inspired. And if you haven't set any goals yet, you know, maybe you want to have a look at some stuff. Um, do let us know your goals. If you've, if you've set them already, you can put them on the Facebook group. Um, if you're not on the Facebook group, it's simply the Master Swimming Podcast. Uh, so do find us. Um, but for now, please keep listening and enjoying the podcast. Let your teammates know um, and do use the Facebook group to suggest any topics that you want us to talk about or cover, or if you've got a story of your own that you want to share. Um, thank you very much, guys. Um, just one final question Please. for Beth, actually. Sorry. Um, you're out there for, for the 10 days. Are you training with, with the club or are you just kind of training on your own? Just by myself, yeah. Well, with... Uh... With mum and uh, mum's friend Neela as well, and dad set some sessions. So it's kind are of they, like, are they yeah. full of two hundred flyers and two hundred IMs? Maybe not. Well, Kaylin said that we'd do two hundred back sessions, and I was like, "Yeah, like you'll swim, I'll wave." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I hope you have a fantastic time. Um, the, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure the weather will be fantastic, and uh, don't post too many pictures because it's uh, it's going to upset me. <laughs> uh, good luck with the move, Joe. Thank you very yeah, much. Good yeah. Thanks a lot, guys, and uh, I'll speak to you all very soon.